I guess the pressure is on now um, for those of you who have not really done much shopping. How to get gift, knowing that today is Sunday and tomorrow is Christmas Day and the stores are probably closed by the time we're done with the service. I may have to go to my family and say, truly, truly, I'm sorry. Here's the envelope. There are some of the simple words in the Bible that we don't often talk about. Now, we talk about grace and obedience and salvation, these big words. But we don't often talk about the subtle, very important phrases and words. One of them happened to be truly, truly, truly. And then phrases such as, I say unto you. But the one that really jumps at me most of the time as I read the Bible is the word remember. It's interesting, God kindly asks us to remember. He asks us to remember of the things that he has done and he has said. And we, in turn, ask God to remember our sacrifices of offerings so that we may be blessed. The word remember is so, so critical and important. Holiday is a great time for us to kick back and uh, uh, relax. Well, after, you know, this you're done with what you need to do for Christmas shopping, all that. But after Christmas Day, you know, get to kick back and relax a little bit, maybe taking a day or two off from the work. But what we're really doing during that period of time is to reflect and to remember. Oftentimes I remember uh, my parents, uh, friends, and children, all the good times that we have done, and also the special moments that really defines us. I often remember about the times when I grew up in leprosy colony, when my father was ministering there. Remembering the simple and humble life the people over there lived. They don't need much. They don't want much. They only and one only very thing they wish for is to be free from the disease. I remember my father taking me to baseball game. The only one father and son moment I ever did in my life growing up at a young age. I can always remember that. And remembering how upset he used to be or to get and how scared and so mad uh, that he was. But I remember it was all meant to be good. Also remembering my mother who never nagged at me. She never lagged at any of our children, but she did nag at my father and my father didn't like it. I remember Christmas when I was a young kid during uh, elementary school. 
when a group of uh, church you know, uh, members even gotten together during the Christmas Eve, like it would be tonight, uh, we'll just uh, go outside and doing uh, Christmas caroling, you know, walking around the neighbors and singing uh, holy nights, silent nights. It was just, uh, I still remember as if it was just yesterday. And I also remember during that period of time, I was in a play for church, like Christmas Eve, like we have a Christmas Eve service, and uh, we have a lot of kids coming up doing their things. I remember, um, I'm not really good at any acting or anything like that, so I remember doing a, I don't know what I did in terms of gesture-wise, but I know I was a star. I don't mean like star of uh, cast, but you know, the star is in Sky Star. You know, I was supposed to represent stars. All I had to do was stand there holding the symbol of a star and just being there. And then the other people did all the acting and everything with the baby Jesus and you know, all that kind of stuff. Christmas is a time of more than celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. It really is. Christmas should be the time to remember what God has done. More importantly, it is time to remember that God kept his promise of sending his son, Jesus, to us. You see, when we celebrate, we focus on the status of a person, whether it's a father's birthday, sister's birthday, uncle's birthday, boss's birthday, or co-worker's birthday. You're just celebrating the date and the importance of that. But when we remember someone, you remember the impact the person had on you. You remember the essence of that person. You remember what that person has done. You remember the goodness you remember the person's love, a joy, a peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and the person's faithfulness. That's what you remember. Which brings to our topic today on the series called Fruit of Spirit. Colossians 5, 22, verse 23 223, let me read this again. But the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. As you can see, the faithfulness is one of the attributes of the fruit of spirit. So for the last week, we uh, five weeks we shared the, the, the other attributes, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. So that today is faithfulness. Initially, when I realized that I was supposed to speak on this topic, but today is actually Christmas Eve, I was going to maybe perhaps talk about what we traditionally do during the Christmas day, talk about Christmas stuff. But then that's when I realized Christmas is all about faithfulness of our God. Because Christmas is all about remembering God's faithfulness to us. 
God's faithfulness to us. So what is faithfulness? Well, I don't want to downgrade, you know, God's faithfulness, but something we can relate because if you don't understand, look at me in terms of how I relate to the pet dog. I don't really understand dogs. And I don't really want to have a dog in my house because I had a, not the best of experience with dog when I was growing up. But I never understood why people like pets, like dogs so much. And now I kind of do. My younger brother, uh, he's been traveling back and forth. And then uh, he would uh, one day says, is it okay if I bring my dog? That way I can stay a little longer. And uh, I didn't really care for it, but he decided, he, I agreed to that. And he said, it's a little, little tiny thing. It's not going to bite you. It's not going to harmful. You know, it's going to be okay. And I said, that's fine. You can bring the dogs. So we're beginning to kind of uh, build this relationship. One of this, when, when Michael isn't there, when I show up, dog just kind of barks at me, comes to me, and she's curled next to me. It's kind of, kind of pretty neat experience that I never really had it before. But what I am realizing is this. Dog is so faithful. Dog is faithfulness. You can yell at him. You can beat him. Hopefully you don't do that. You, but they will never talk back at you. But they are always royal and faithful to honor. They will betray you. You put them outside and think, leave, go away. They come back to you. They are so faithful. We are sinners just like some bad owners who might do something bad things to the, uh, to the dogs. We are bad, but God is faithful to us. It's just kind of the other way around. We betray him. We walk away from him. We disobey him. But God's promise to us is that he will continue to be faithful to us. Where there is faithfulness, there will not be any conflict in relationship. With the faithfulness, there cannot be any betrayal, no divorce, no gossiping. With the faithfulness, the promises are always kept. Christmas is all about God's faithfulness to us. We mess up our life. We do the things that he does not approve of, but he's still faithful to us, and that's his promise. Celebrating the birth of baby Jesus is celebrating God's faithfulness to us. Celebrating God's promise is being faithful to what he said he would do. In my office, I have a little thing that says, do what you say you would do. Do what you say you would do. God did that. God did what he said he would do. He said that he would send his son 
and he was faithful to that promise. Jesus did it. Jesus did what he said he would do. He said that he would save us, and he was faithful to that promise. God said that he will have a compassion on us, and he did. God said that he will send his son to us, and he did. God says that he will restore us, and he did that through his son. He said that he will be faithful to us. Yes, God is faithful to us. Jacob, when he was in trouble, and he says to God, in Genesis 32.10, I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and all the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. Lamentations chapter 3.22 says, The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Deuteronomy 32, for the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Whenever we remember Christ, we have to remember the faithfulness, not just the status. Honoring someone is not same as being faithful to that person. If someone asks whichever, which is greater, honoring a person or being faithful to that person, I will take anyone who will be more faithful than trying to honor someone. One can honor someone, but can walk away from that person. One can love someone, but also they can walk away from that person also. One can honor and love someone, but when they find somebody better, people move on. That's not faithfulness. Simply, this is important, simply acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God without believing in the essence of Jesus is not faith. Non-Christians can believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but they don't follow the ways. Simply acknowledging Jesus is the Son of God without believing in the essence of Jesus is not faith. That is why we require confirmation, baptism, and confession. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is 
faithful. Simply acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God is not faith. Faith is believing and following. Faith requires believing and following what is to come because of faithfulness. It is like asking which is more important, wedding or marriage. Wedding is an act of believing two becomes one, but the marriage is following through that commitment. Faithfulness has a higher emphasis in the word following, like until death do us apart. Faithfulness is following through any obstacles and challenges that we may face. Many young people believe in their parents, but not too many young people may follow the way of parents. We've all been there. Faithfulness is powerful. It's a power. You want some power? Try to have faithfulness. Doing what you say you will do, it's a power. The status of position may be a power, but doing what you say you will do is a power that you have in any organization. But the faithfulness is not always visible. Status, position is visible, but faithfulness comes from deep down in hearts. It's like iceberg. At the tip of iceberg is something that's visible. That's what people see. That we look at iceberg and say, look at this beautiful iceberg covered with the snow, sometimes what is that animal that kind of live in the cold water? Yeah, polar bears and they play on the iceberg, whatever the case may be. It just looks awesome and it's a beautiful. But you know what's underneath that iceberg? What's underneath the iceberg? Somebody said it's water. Yeah, it's water. It's a floating on the water. What is underneath the iceberg is also iceberg. And you know how big that iceberg is, that is underneath the iceberg. It's about 10 to 20 times bigger than what you see. You know, we live our life looking at the tip of iceberg. That's what I need to be. That's what I need to go. That's what I want to have. I want to look great. But we forget what's underneath it. What makes that iceberg great? Underneath, what is underneath is called character. Character that is found on integrity. Integrity producing trust. Trust 
embodying, embodying the faithfulness. Without faithfulness, we can't have character. Faithfulness is lifestyle. Faithfulness is a character. Faithfulness is keeping the promise no matter what. Faithfulness is that which is not visible. Christmas is about remembering God's faithfulness. Christmas is more than just celebrating his birth. It is about remembering his faithfulness. It is about remembering God's faithfulness in keeping his promise. God's promise were faithfully delivered. The Bible foretold that the Messiah will come. That there will be a Christmas. Born a virgin, born in Bethlehem, descendant of Abram and David, anointed by the Holy Spirit to perform miracles, betrayed by a friend for a lousy 30 pieces of silver, rejected by his own people, will be wounded, bruised, and pierced as a sacrifice for our sins. He will then rise from the dead and ascend to the right hand of God in heaven. All these things were foretold. That was God's promise. And he fulfilled it on this day. And that is what we are to remember. His faithfulness to us. Isaiah, just two examples. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with a child and will give a birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah 9, 6. For us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 53, 3. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with the suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteem him not. Verse 7, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to a slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. I was told that the possibility of everything that God promised that he will deliver has come to fruition within that 24 hours of Jesus' final life. And it was interesting fact that everything that was foretold and, and just about eight of them, I think there was about 28 of God says his promises, just simply eight because once you go into nine, it's this number that we don't even have a figure. It's, it's just to mathematically, the, the chances, the odd of Jesus fulfilling only just eight of this prophecy will be like 
10 to the uh, 17th power. That's like a, that's like a, that's, that's like a, with a 17 zeros. I don't know what it is in uh, plain English. 17 zeros, the odd chances. 17 zeros. But it happened. In other words, it can happen. It will happen. It has happened. That's how sure his promise is that he will fulfill. And the same God who fulfilled his promise of the birth of our Christ, whom we celebrate today, will faithfully fulfill every promise of his word for us as well. That's believing and that's following. And believe that there will be end to all the challenges and struggles that we're going through because our God is faithful to us that he will deliver his promise. And in fact, he already did through his son, Jesus Christ, who was born today to free us from our struggles. And this is what the Lord of faithfulness has said in Isaiah 42nd verse 14 and 16. For a long time, I have kept silent. That's God speaking to us. If you're facing the challenge time right now, reflect on this. For a long time, I have kept silent. You know how often I read this Bible verse when I was in the hospital for five months, waiting for heart transplant? God, you're waiting too long. I need an answer. For a long time, God says, God confessing to me, telling me, comforting me. Yes, son, Tim, I understand. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. Sometimes God do that. But now, like woman in childbirth, I cried out, I gasped, I panted. Now he's ready to do something. Verse 16. I will turn the darkness into light before them. That is Christ coming to us as the light. In the beginning, there was war. In the beginning, there was light. But before the light, in the beginning, we were in dark places. We were in darkness. But God showed us light through Jesus. I will turn darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. And the next verse, next phrase, words are just very, very comforting. These are the things I will do. God will do what he said he would do. That's not a status. That's not a statement. Faith is believing that this will happen. And this is his promise. And because of that, just to show us that he will fulfill his promise, he has sent us his son, to whom we celebrate 
today. So let us do the same by being faithful unto the child born of Virgin Mary, who is the light of the world today. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much. 